Good morning, butt faces. What's happening? It's Friday. Yay. It's 23 degrees on the 4th of January 2019. That's right, 2019. So here we go. Uh, what's, on, what's, what's going through my mind? Quite a bit. So my dog is seems to be dying. I mentioned this in some recent podcasts that she hasn't been doing well. She's 12 years old. She has lived a tremendous life. We fucking, she and I have run down roads and trails and parks and swam across rivers and splashed around lakes and did everything we possibly could together. Spent as much time as we possibly could. Like for so many people, my dog, Junebug, Kimura, Kimura June, aka Junebug, Junus, June Balloon, Junus Iscariot, the Angel Junus, <laughs> Anus Junus. There's all these different, you know, pseudonyms, if that's the correct term, different handles for Junebug, but she's a freaking chocolate Labrador that we've had for ever. She's a member of our family. It's hard to see her suffering. Uh, she'll still try to... She likes to go outside, but she doesn't move around very well. And she has some puffs after a short time to the point where she throws up. Any extensive exertion causes her to puke. And she hasn't been eaten. So it's, it's rough. Those little morsels that we would hand to her every morning and she just up to the last month or so so diligently so eagerly would just jump at the opportunity to uh, to just snap out of the air I mean maybe up to two weeks ago I was throwing biscuits and she was still catching them out of the air sometimes she'd miss but shit she's a senior citizen man some of her faculties aren't where they could be so I'm dealing with this, and it breaks my heart that one of these days, I mean, hopefully not, not soon, but the inevitability of her not being able to get around or being in apparent pain or not eating, choosing to not eat or feeling no impetus to eat, that she just gets, you know, she just starts to waste away. I'm going to have to make a tough decision and take her into the vet to put her out of her misery. And something that interests me quite a bit, and I don't know what this fucking asshole's doing. Get the fuck out of the way, you goddamn idiot. I'll tell you what, I love all these freaking people out here. These goddamn truckers, though, man. We got a, we got a quarry like a tenth of a mile from our house apparently imagine we got a little community and you imagine zooming out like with a drone or flying over with a helicopter i would always i've always wanted to get into that damn uh, quarry and see what it's in there what's going on in there trying to stick the knife in there turn it around and see what's going on in there quarries are cool you're digging up pieces of the earth's crust and who knows what you're going to find down there? Who knows what 
kind of fossils lie back there. Who knows what kind of, I don't know, different shit that is stuck back there in those sediments, just however many feet beneath the Earth's crust, in the rock, Pennsylvania rock, shale, all that shit. So this trucker's little aside there, truckers piss me off sometimes, they're slow as shit. They're always fucking bogging me down, but I ain't gonna let those damn try. Listen, trucker, you have a great day, you fucking idiot. Have a great day and a nice weekend. I'll see you on the roads next week. We'll do battle. Back to Junebug. This freaking dog is my heart and my soul, man. She sleeps right next to me every night, right in front of the fan that we use for white noise. She sits right, lays right with her face right in that freaking fan. This is her joy. Following us around, being there with us, being with us through so much. Every occasion, every vacation, countless memories. And this is going to be my approach to this. I just saw something, again, I'm trying to, just some friggin' human being flying through the world, driving through the friggin' community, trying to pick up good morsels and stay motivated along the way, just like you. And so I saw this quote the other day, it said something, it was actually about a, an older couple and the husband was dying and the wife was there and um, on his deathbed the man says, or the wife says, oh, what, 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 what am I going to do now? And he said, all the love you had for me, sprinkle it, <clears throat> spread it around. And I think that that is an awesome philosophy to take the love you have for somebody that is so intense and so strong and so genuine and to take that resource and distribute it to the other people that need it too. Honestly, it's something that I try to do every day. You know, the world will take me in various directions, of course. And I know we all like to think that we're making our own path and that we're doing so much. But as I talked about in, in last night's podcast, there are things that happen to us that we have absolutely no control over or very little control over. The weather, the trucker in front of me, The obstacles that will present throughout today. I've got a very busy day ahead of me. There are things that happen to us and then things that we can do. And we can only control how what we do. Ultimately, how we respond to things. How many times have you heard that line? You can't control what happens to you. But you, you can control your response. And that's the truth. That is our degree of control over this world. That's what we have. That's what we're left with. And so that'll be my philosophy regarding Junebug the dog, the chocolate lab who lived a, who's lived a long, full life, and I wish that we could live forever. But I'm also a realist, and if she starts to really suffer, I'm going to take more mercy on her than human beings tend to take on one another. Jack us up on life support for friggin' ever. Shit, I'm, I'm carrying this dog up the stairs, carrying her down the stairs, taking her out, trying to 
get crafty to find different food items that she'll eat. The only thing that she's eaten at this point is pepperoni slices. So I don't know if we got to buy a whole friggin' pepperoni stick. Maybe it's, my wife said this morning, maybe it's her smell. She doesn't have her sense of smell as keenly, and so the things that she normally would eat, and she has a very, very keen sense of smell. This dog's got a long-ass snout for a lab, and she's always got her nose in the air. It's her favorite thing to do, and that's her primary sense. So if it is being suppressed, her primary olfactory sense, then she might not want to eat the normal foods. We're going to have to get crafty and have to make some tough decisions going forward. So that sucks. But I'm looking on the bright side once again. What a wonderful creature. The richness and joy that she brought into our lives over freaking 12 years. And all the occasions that she put a smile on our face. Even on the shittiest day, she was always there waiting for us. Fucking man's best friend. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And so, when the time comes, I'm going to be spreading the love that we had for her around. And so that's good, because other people, other other creatures, are going to get some of that too. Break. Um, some other things that are on my mind. <clears throat> I was thinking about this virtual reality experience that we... we uh, undertook down at Epcot, one of the rides that I always said I would like go on at 20 times, because it was cool, it's like this natural, you know, big nature freak, well, you sit on this basic, this tray, this carriage, maybe 30 or 50 people, side to side, and you strap yourself in, you're like in a big, I guess like a big planetarium, and strap yourselves in, you know, do the whole friggin' get you all riled up for the ride, you get in and all of a sudden you're being, you're flying over a mountain with a snow-capped mountain and you had an eagle coming at you and some kind of really exciting things and a lot of soothing things and next next thing you know you're going, um, skimming across a uh, the blue waves of you know, the Caribbean somewhere and then now you're in a desert and they even squirt a little puff of smell in there, so when you're flying over the the ocean, they spray you with a little bit like a cool water cologne or something that's, that smells really good, maybe coconutty, going over the desert, some sort of weird spices, um, go over this um, sav- uh, savannah maybe, or wherever the place in Africa where all the animals and shit are out there, you're flying over Africa, let's say, and a elephant takes a tusk full of sand and throws it up at you and then you can kind of feel a little bit of something going on and then you smell dirt like earth and I'm into that sort of shit so listen it's a cool experience but I must say that the second time around it comparatively sucked and so I, I saw the ride for what it is first of all it was like an hour line so that pissed me off a little bit it was our last ride of the evening, and we wanted to make the best, say the best for last. But it was very cool. Here you are, you're having this experience, enjoying all these settings that we don't have an opportunity to run across. It's called Moments of Awe. 
flying over these beautiful, beautiful natural places, these canyons, that was another scene, and so, it was just like a super sensory experience, virtual reality, and you're soaring, like in a hang glider, essentially, over all these scenes, and listen, I think it was fucking awesome, but, I kind of saw it for what it is, the second time around, what happened there? Why was this experience lessened? It's because the experience is happening in our minds. So the first time we have that, you know, we we have that experience where we see that beautiful sunset. It's like, oh my God, that was like crazy emotional experience. Or if you fall in love or you go on a sailboat out onto a lake on a pristine day, or you catch a fish, or you get your first good grade on an exam after so much hard work, or shit like that, all these experiences we have in life, the first time around, they're unbelievable, and then thereafter, we're on a never-ending quest to try to, to try to experience those things subsequently. And we're accustomed to them. We're expecting them to be a certain, to fit a certain expectation. And I think these these amusement parks, even Disney, as great as it is, I imagine that, uh, you know, if you work at Magic Kingdom or Universal Studios or any one of these amusement parks... Pardon me as I'm chump, uh, chomping on that banana here. Any of these amusement parks, you got to see shit for what it is. You're like, oh, if I fucking see Minnie Mouse run by here one more time, or friggin' that little dope Peter Pan come by here chased by Captain Hook and Mr. Smee one more time, I'm going to fucking flip out. <laughs> it's just funny. The human mind, the nervous system, our sensory apparatuses... They adapt, and they learn, and they're kind of running the show. Imagine if we were like, whoa, every time. You can't have that freaking crazy, powerful experience every time like that. It's not the way the cookie crumbles, my friends. So you have to, beyond that crazy, I've just fell in love thing, now it takes work. Now it takes uh, that... that, that um, moment of awe will make us think like, wow, I want to experience that again, and oh, I've seen that, and now I want to build on that experience and make it more rich, and, you know, there's another example, it's like, when you're, when you're having a meal, and you're having an Italian meal, you can go to your, um, local pizzeria pub, and get a great experience, great slice of pizza, great freaking pasta dishes, but can you imagine that that pizza, that uh, pizza or pasta or whatever, that glass of wine, is is um, jacked up. The experience is heightened big time by, let's say, having pasta dish in Rome, or hanging out in uh, the Napa Valley and having a glass of wine surrounded by vineyards and birds chirping and 
people with smiles on their faces and everybody relaxing, right? After a busy, hard week. So, moments of awe. Constantly looking for those moments of awe, of love, of experience in this world. And, you know, sometimes we have, most of the time, a lot of the time, we have other other sensations. Like, I woke up this morning, I was a little bit like, well, it's going to be a busy day, got to do this, got to do that. Standard shit that we all have to deal with. You roll out of the rack, you're like, fuck, rip the band-aid off, shit, shower, and shave, take care of my kids, feed my dogs, take them out, and you get a little anxious. And I, th- I sat there, drinking my first cup of coffee and shaking off my uh, the sleep out of my eyes, and I'm thinking, I'm I feel fortunate to be experiencing even this sensation because it's telling me something. It's giving me some information. It's giving me that comparative experience. This might be a valley, but damn it, I'm going to freaking grab some, onto some peaks. I'm going to start climbing and build some high times, some, some, uh, some peaks, some high, high moments, high points throughout my day. And so here I am driving it to work. You feel it's like a Friday after a long, hard week, after vacation, the holidays, everybody's kind of spent. You hear about people saying that they're sick, they're not feeling well, my wife's not feeling well. Imagine all the students and some of the patients that come in, they're all discombobulated, missing appointments and stressed out to be back to work. And oh my God, listen, the only reason why you feel that since all the sensations of being on vacation and the positivity and the smiles and the sunshine and all those good things is because of the fucking grind. So let's do that shit. Some wins already for the day. I had a a friend of mine message me uh, late last night, said that she did something that took a lot of courage. She stepped out there and um, admitted to a problem that she's having and talked to some, you know, tried to get some help in order to uh, help accomplish her goals better in the new year. This is why I'm saying you can't poo-poo the new year or any opportunity, a new new dawn, a new day, a new life. You can't poo-poo the opportunity, your next best opportunity to kick ass and take names. You have to go after it. And I'm proud of her for doing that. She's going to be just fine for having the courage and the discipline to fix this. And she's got help. Totally awesome. I watched this little video this morning. It's talking about a... Um, another high note here. Some guys, freaking sweetheart of a dude, heads into this diner every morning, comes in, he's all smiles, everybody loves him, looks for him. He comes in one morning and he says, you know, people are like, oh, why the long face? And he says, oh, my wife's not doing well. She's got a, she needs a kidney transplant. And the cashier at the freaking diner said, I'll give her a cashier. I'll give her a cashier. I'll give her a freaking change back. No, not change. Fucking change back. <laughs> I'll give her my kidney. Some cashier at a diner says this. So then she shows up to the woman's house and says, you know, is your husband here? And the woman says, what What the hell you got to do with my... It's a black woman. What the hell you want to do with my husband? And she says, I'm going to give you a kidney. <laughs> And it was a perfect match. And listen, this shit doesn't happen every day, all day for you. 
But the only reason that they were able to feel that emotion and, and, and experience that win, that positivity, that high point, is because of the low point that's set up for it. Not that we need, we, any of us want to suffer health concerns or serious, you know, uh, financial issues or major life-threatening, quality of life-threatening, quantity of life-threatening dilemmas. We don't want to experience that shit. I don't want to experience it any more than you. But they are coming. Who knows what, what Friday is going to bring today? I've got like almost 30 patients on the books today going to be a busy day, but I'm ready to go after it. And in those moments, while I'm working on my patients and giving them my, spreading my love around, spreading my friggin' resources around, in those moments, I'm going to keep all this in mind, put life in perspective. And at the end of the day, I'm going to speed out of the friggin' office, clean that shit up, and I'm going to go to my children's uh, Southern Braves Awards banquet for football and cheer. And try to catch the last moments of that. And then we're cutting loose on the weekend, my friends. So let's go after it today. Keeping the peaks and valleys in mind. Riding a wave. Not being so naive as to think that we can make the world a flat place. And smooth out all of its wrinkles. The world has fucking wrinkles. And so will you. but we can still smile through that shit. But some of you guys are some ugly motherfuckers. I'm going to tell you that right now. Have a great Friday.